0: God has no greater joy than to hear that His children are walking in the truth. We are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. You are listening to One Truth Ministries podcast. Here is your host, Ashley Pocene. Hello, welcome to One Truth. How are you doing today? I hope you're having an awesome, awesome day. So excited to jump into the Word of God together This is a series we are going through called, Who is God? What is God like? How can I relate to him? Um, I'm just thrilled over this study. I mean, every single week, it's just so incredible and powerful to get to know who Our God is. If you are not very familiar with One Truth Ministries, I'm telling you we are dedicated to letting the truth of God's Word lead us. Um, You know, we live in a world right now where truth is relative. Uh, Truth can be anything it seems that any person wants it to be, and yet what God calls us to is a life based on the truth of himself, of his Word. He says he gets no greater delight than to see that his children are walking in the truth, and and that's what we want to be about. And that truth starts with and. ends with our God and who He is there is no greater uh, purpose for us than to know our God our creator and that's what we are all about if you are just joining this podcast for the first time thank you so much uh, so excited to get to know you I really want to encourage you on something though if you are just uh, tuning in listening in for the first time I really want to encourage you to go back into our podcast menu check out the podcasts that are um, that, that we've done previously so that you can get caught up on where we are right now. You're gonna notice if you look at the title of this, this is the self existence of God part two. That's where we are today. That's what we're gonna be talking on this week. Uh, very important for you to have caught the first part of this uh, particular lesson. And so if you are just joining, I'd encourage you to go back, check out The Self-Existence of God Part 1, uh, just so you can get caught up. There may be more on there that you want to listen to as you get into this study, get more involved in where we're going this year with the topic, Who is God? What is God like? That's where we are um, this week. We are doing, like I said, The Self-Existence of God Part two. Um, so thrilled for you to be joining in on this uh session. I want to introduce you one more time uh, to Lenita Shepherd, who's joining us this week again for our discussion on the self existence of God. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks Thank you for, you for having being me. here. So excited over this. Um man, we were having a good time last week. We were. It we was were. it was pretty fun in it here. Was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to jump back into this topic today. Um, I'm going to share with you at the end of our time together today how you can jump into further study of this subject. So please stick around. Make sure you listen up to how you can go further in your own study on this topic. Um, But do you mind if I pray to get us going today? Let's do it. Let's pray over this and jump into this topic, the self-existence of our God. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this time together. Lord, we do not take this for granted. We are so grateful, Lord, that your word is getting to be proclaimed over airways, through phones now, uh, all over the world. People can be joined together, knitted together in your body, a part of your body. And so God, we thank you for the ability that you have given to allow your truth to be known. God, I pray that you would carry the truth of who you are to the very ends of the earth. And God, that you may work through our time together. God, that it would be your word that's presented. Holy Spirit, we invite you to fill this time, even through these airwaves and and how you are presenting this. God, would you be here? Be present with us. Speak. Lord, we want to hear from you. We want to know you. And God, I pray uh, that your kingdom would be advanced uh, through the sharing of who you truly are, who our God is. And so may we know you more today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So like I said, if you are just joining us this week, we are um, talking about this word self-existent. But I wonder, could you just remind us, give us a a good working definition we talked about last week, just to remind us. Sure, absolutely. Uh, If we look at the term self-existence, the Latin term
1: for it, and some of you may have heard of it, is called aseity. Mm -hmm. And it means meaning from himself. He exists in and of himself. Independent mm. of anything else, he is self-existent. And I know we did a little uh, thing last time on part one on him explaining that
0: to us using his name. Exactly. And we, and we talked, and again, like I said, I'd encourage you to go back and listen to that. We talked about the name that he first gave humanity when he spoke to Moses I am that I am. Mm-hmm. And we explained even through our English language, the importance and the power of that name. I am. Yes. So please go back and listen to that.
1: It's, you don't want it's to miss a, that. It's an amazing teaching there. Um, Yeah, so today we're going to continue on. Right, exactly. Self existence. Um, We're going to begin by having a little science lesson. Right. Anybody up for that?
0: (laughs) So if you if you were uh, listening or part last week, you'll know we had an English lesson. Yes, we did. So this week we thought we'd we'd bring you some science. Kind of give you a full round a uh, balanced diet here. Exactly. And you know what? For some of us adults who, who maybe haven't been in school for a while, this is exactly. needed. We need some refreshers. Absolutely. Review. Here now, I can tell you for sure, we will never <laughs> do math on this podcast. No, we will because because not. Not if it's math. up to the two of us, because we both hate math. That's
1: right. Yep. Won't okay. happen. <laughs> uh, well, today we're just going to talk about something that's pretty simple. It's called the law of inertia, mm. and which uh, I hope some of us know this, or if you don't, maybe this will refresh your memory. It states anything at rest remains at rest unless acted upon by an outside force. Remember that one? Right. Hopefully we do. Yeah. Does anyone else, I, you know, when I study science, I just, I get, I get tickled over it <laughs> these days because some of it is just a little outrageous. Um, but does anyone else think it's funny how scientists have to spend so much time and money to come up with certain duh factors And make them actually into a law. And then it becomes such an accomplishment that we give Mm. out medals for it. Mm. I am not against scientists. No. I think they're wonderful. They have amazing brains. God has gifted them. But sometimes we go a little wonky in our own knowledge. And we get pretty excited about our own knowledge. We do get very excited about our brain power. And then we forget, actually, (laughs) who made that. Um, We give out medals for these things. So we know that nothing's going to move unless something makes it move move right pretty plain and simple right right? but this is that law right this is that law of inertia everything's going to remain still
0: unless something moves it something makes it move pretty much makes sense to me i'm with you there exactly you know so we've established that god has no beginning and he has no end we talked about this last week right so what about creation
1: well, the way I see it, and we hear about, you know, our bless their hearts, our children, we need to pray for them. They're getting so much these days, and it's not oh, absolutely. biblical, especially Amen. in science, especially yes. in science. The way I see it, you have two options of belief. Now, granted, there may be a lot more now that people are coming up with. It wouldn't surprise me. But either the universe has come out of nothing all by itself, you know, or it was created by a being that is self-existent and eternal. It's really your only two options unless, <laughs> right. like I said, unless science has come up with something new, which we know science is always changing. They've never came up with something and just said, this is it, period, mm, right, about their right. their uh, ideas. So it's um, really your only two options. And if indeed the universe was started By what they named the Big Bang Theory. I have a lot of questions about that. Oh, me too. Where did the bang come from? Right. You know, if a bang had to start it, and if we we remember this law of inertia, everything is at rest until something outside moves it. Right. So if there was a big bang that caused this explosion. Of creation. Of creation. Mm -hmm. What was the bang and where Where did did it come come from? from?
0: because it had to have stayed still
1: until something acted on it. If there
0: was actually a rock
1: or a little piece of something that exploded, where did that piece of something come come from? from? Right. Good question. And what exactly exploded? Where did that come from? How can nothing, and we know this, how can nothing bring about an explosion big enough to create the universe all in perfect alignment in
0: perfect alignment that's exactly. so true yeah so
1: how can nothing do something nothing can't create something right, right. we all should our, our brains can fathom that i hope if something or anything exists now then there has to be something that existed in and of itself hmm. in other words if all these things exist which we know they do right. we're not having a big dream then we know something. There had to be a self-existent something, right? Exactly. Or someone. That created it. Because there was yes. nothing. Otherwise, you're going to go on forever, and there's never going to be an origin. Right. Right? Right. So there had to be something of self-existence in order to create everything mm. that is in existence. Well, sure. How did I, all the plants get here? All how, the animals, exactly. people? And like I said, if you're talking the Big Bang, how did the first thing that exploded come to be? Right. How did the Bang come to be? We've got to realize... That there was something non-existent that created everything that exists. Right. But instead, within science now, there's a couple other options. Exactly. But still, to me, I'm sorry, it doesn't make sense. No. So we talk about where did life come from? How did all the plants and animals and people get here? There's always spontaneous generation or natural selection. So So we can always go there. Uh, My daughter uh, is in college, and she came home uh, from her biology class last quarter Mm. and her biology teacher she said mom she was so excited she was just giddy because apparently they've found out you know we used to say we came from monkeys and all of this but now our existence came from fish oh lovely
0: yes yes and apparently
1: her biology teacher was so excited about that she Mm. was just jumping
0: up and down so our ancestors are now fish they're fish
1: Yes, had, I, I, well, I don't
0: know. I, I feel like it got worse for us. I do too. I think I, I would monkeys. rather be a monkey than a fish,
1: because <laughs> at least you would have <laughs> arms and legs. Wow! But I, you know, huh. I just don't really want to believe that so my ancestors did. did she a fish. explain how that works. Well, apparently, like an amoeba, which you know, it spontaneously appeared in oh, sludge. Okay. Okay, so we are actually believing that nothing comes from nothing. Apparently. I guess so. Something comes from nothing. Something comes yes. from nothing. Yeah. Right. And it continued to grow and it grew fins and gills and somehow made it to the ocean. Then after a while, I guess it got tired of being in the water and decided to grow legs oh. and lungs and mm. be able to walk and breathe out of the water onto mm. the land. But then again, we have something coming out of nothing. Mm. And by the way, why hasn't anyone actually seen that happen? Right. If we <laughs> believe in spontaneous generation or... Uh, evolution. Hmm. Why do we not see those phases of evolution right
0: now? No, we don't. They must take a very long time, apparently.
1: Apparently. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I know that there was a scientist that taught back on the East Coast, and apparently he won a Nobel Prize. And he stated that the day has arrived in modern physics that we can no longer speak of spontaneous generation. See how science changes? Exactly. Something new always comes about. Where something comes into existence out of nothing. So finally, he's saying, he's you know, he's agreeing all, with that. Yeah. Right. Now we have to be less willing to take such risks. Mm. So he's seeing that that's a risk. We must understand that for something to come into being out of nothing, it takes an enormous amount of time. So the mm. new thought is, it is possible to get something from nothing, it just won't happen quickly. Oh, But okay. if we can wait long enough, then the nothing will make something. So he's wow. saying that the things that have been in existence, huh. they're, they're not old enough to have came from nothing because it would have took longer. Oh, You see what I'm saying?
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's basically what you're left with then. Right. If you don't believe in the biblical account of creation, just pretty much utter nonsense. Absolutely. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So it kind of just gets a little crazy here. To me, the, the theory for the origin of the universe I mean, it screams for a self-existent eternal creator. There's no other option. That's the only thing that answers all of the questions of the origins, without having to come up with a different theory for each thing, right. because science is always changing. They're having to go back. You know, every scientist has their own theories, and they'll have to go back on their word. And say, Oh, well, we found out that's not right. We're going to jump to mm-hmm. this theory after more studies." Right, we have and we have found... now found. Scratch that last one. Let me amend this one. Right, <laughs> you know, but God does not and will not ever change. He is constant. Yes, yes. He is the cause of everything. And everything else is the effect. Right. And that's what we have to remember. God is the cause of everything. Isn't that comforting
1: though? Does that not just bring such comfort to our souls to know that he does not
0: change? No. God is the cause. Everything else is
1: the effect. Absolutely. And we know that everything requires something else in order to exist, right? We talked about that last uh, last week when we had part one. Mm. Everyone and everything depends on something. Right. But God does not. He needs nothing. Exactly. Every breathing thing on this earth requires oxygen and it requires food and water in order to live. From plants to animals to people, mm. it all requires things. And if there was no oxygen, everything would die, right? Right. There would be no living thing. Correct. Everything that is in, that is created depends on some other created being or some mm. other created thing. Mm. But in order for God to exist, nothing is necessary. He needs nothing. He did not need the right atmospheric pressure. He did not need to wear a space helmet when he was on the moon or when he created the moon. (laughs) He did not need oxygen to breathe. Do we see this? He needs needs nothing. nothing. He is self-contained. Exactly, And the definition of self-contained is having all that is needed in itself. Mm. You know, if we we know something about that. When we rent a self-contained unit, for example, exactly. we go get a trailer and we want it to be self-contained. It's one that's fully equipped with all the facilities that one would need without having to depend on anything else. Exactly. Yep. yep. But we as people are not self-contained. No. We don't have an endless supply of sunlight, water, food, all built in to our being. Right. We need things or we will not live, we will cease to exist. And those are things we must have in order to live. The sunlight, the food, the water, we need all of these things. And if you were to take someone into space with nothing but themselves and throw them out into space, they would die instantly. Their bodies could not survive Mm. anywhere except our planet. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Did mm-hmm. that just come by chance that we all happen to, to be on the only planet in the whole universe that could house people, right. that had the right pressure, that had the water, the food, the mm. oxygen that we needed? There's nothing within the human body that is self-sufficient. We are totally dependent on the resources that our planet gives us, right? Exactly. And it was created for us so that we could survive. But if we think about God, he's so far above anything that, has, that we've ever even been able to see, and he needs absolutely nothing. Mm. He needs no outside resources in order for him to exist. He depends on nothing. He has no need for anything. He's, he is 100% self-contained. And everything has need of something, but he does not. And I just think that's so amazing when we think of it
0: in those terms. It is. No, it makes me think of um, Acts. I love Acts 17, 24 and 25. The Bible tells us this, The God who made the world and all things in it, since he is Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands as though he needed anything, Mm -hmm. since he himself gives to all Life and breath and all things, because it's in Him, the Bible says, that we live and move and have our being. It's in Him yes. that we live and move. He needed yes. nothing, it says, <clears throat> since He gives life to all. He gives life and breath and all things to all things. Exactly. You know, and we have to remember that we, His creation, are fully dependent on Him. He gives us our being. All that we are is from Him. He, he, the Trinity, is dependent on no one and nothing. I mean, I hope we can all agree on that by now. I do too. <laughs> he needs nothing and nobody. We and are totally dependent. <laughs>
1: exactly. And we are so opposite, right? Mm. I mean, this should, number one, just explain so much about right. the God that we've put our life and our trust into. And sometimes we make the misconception that God needs us. God needs us. That's why he created us. We get the picture of a lonely God. You know, sometimes people say, well, why did God create us? Well, he got lonely and that he needed people and he needed creation to keep him company and keep him busy because he was bored and lonely. Mm. And I think that's, that is such a misconception. That is not the case at all and couldn't be further from the truth. He created us solely out of, the Bible says, his good pleasure Right. And gives us the privilege to serve him. He was complete. We need to understand that. Mm, God was yep. perfect. He was complete. He lacked nothing. So he created us out of his good pleasure. He chose us to help bring about his purpose on the earth. He doesn't need us. He chose to create us and mm. use us. Right? Mm, right. He, he could do it all by himself. But he chose us out of his good pleasure to share a relationship with us and to love us with all his love. Amen? Mm, Amen. Have you ever watched a small child when they're, uh, I know you have because you've had children, I've had children, uh, with wide eyes and hopeful expectation to see if mom or dad is going to invite them to help with the task?
0: Oh, yes. You know, like when When they're little. (laughs) Exactly. When you're cooking a meal. We want that from them now. We do. When they're we teenagers, yep. we, we wish they would look with longing into the exactly. tasks that we are doing. <laughs> when they <laughs> can actually do it exactly. without flooding the kitchen. <laughs> but no, no, I can remember back when they were two
1: yes. and three. And they wanted to wash the dishes by themselves. Yes, they and They wanted with us. to cook dinner. Yes, yeah. they yeah. wanted to do all of those things. And they, would, they just wanted so bad, yeah. and they just were waiting for us to ask them. And then when the invitation comes would you like to help me paint the fence or would you like to help me mow the yard or bake cookies or dinner mm. or whatever the task is you see that look on their face of sheer excitement and joy that they're invited to help someone in their eyes much bigger and more important right right and do big stuff this is big stuff this isn't oh put your toys away this is I get to be a part that's of right big I mean, things important now. things. And that's Mm -hmm. the way we should look at the things God's asked us to do. Mm. Not that we're so good or that we're talented or that he needs our abilities, but that he's given us gifts and has invited us to assist in completing
0: his plan out of his good pleasure. Not because he needed us in order to do it, just exactly. like with the baking of the cookies. And, Absolutely. And in fact, most of the time, it ends up to be more of a mess exactly. inviting them to do it, right? And I'm certain that probably God feels that way exactly. sometimes. Exactly. I could
1: have just done it and it <laughs> would have been so much easier. Exactly. Now I have to clean up your mess. But
0: you got to do it and you exactly. got to join me in doing it.
1: Yes. And he truly does love us and he mm. enjoys being with us, but he doesn't need us. And right. we need to understand that we are not giving God a favor or doing anything by serving him, right? Right. We are not doing him a favor. He was already completely fulfilled, had ultimate joy, satisfaction, love, completeness with the Trinity from eternity, mm. Right. In John 17, 5, it says, now, Father, this was Jesus praying. And he said, now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. Jesus, Mm. God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit, Mm. was sharing in perfect unity, in perfect glory before the world ever began. They didn't need anything. No. They were totally fulfilled within themselves.
0: Right. And how arrogant of us when we Seriously, actually yes. think, oh, God needed mm-hmm. me. God was too lonely. Mm-hmm. God, you know, was bored. I mean, honestly, that we even exist at all proves how much God loves us. Right. He, he didn't create us because he was lacking joy or lacking pleasure, but it was out of his own pleasure. Right. Just like you were saying that he yes. was sharing before the world began, mm-hmm. out of his own pleasure, out of his own joy that he had already had from eternity. He created us. Right. We, we can't let this prideful notion that we are somehow necessary to God or that He is uh, greater or more complete because of us. Right. Or that He would be less complete if He hadn't created us. We can't let that creep into our minds. Exactly. And that's the thing. If we understand God for being
1: everything, all in all, right. that means He lacked nothing. If we truly believe that, how can mm-hmm. we think that He was lacking in some way before He
0: created God? his creation. Exactly. Now, Revelation 4, 11, it says, you are worthy, mm-hmm. O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and they exist because you created what you pleased. Absolutely. What you pleased. Yes. And this is
1: what Eliphaz told Job in Job 22, two and three. He said, can a person do anything to help God? Can even a wise person be helpful to him? Mm. Is it any advantage to the Almighty if you are righteous? Would it be any gain to him if you were perfect? Right. That just stumps
0: me. It, it just yeah. It's like, yeah. who do we think we right. are? Even if we were the most perfect that, that a we could be, be. He's yes. saying, honestly, are you going to bring anything to God? <laughs> yes. Are you, you going to cause yes. him gain Is in any way? Is there any little lack in him that we right. need to provide? Right. But, exactly. Yep. Because he is perfect. You know, so this kind of leads us sometime to ask the question, okay, so why would a self-existent God even bother to create us? You know, why?
1: Absolutely. And um, just because God didn't need to have us didn't mean that we aren't significant. Mm. And we don't we don't want you to think that. Right. So there there is a balance here to be had, and we really want you to hear this. We are significant because this great and mighty God created us. Yep. That in and of itself is right. what makes us significant. Right. And he chose to make us that way. He chose to make us significant. That's why we are. Exactly. Is because exactly. he chose to make us that way. He said, You're going to be. Yep significant right i'm going to
0: allow you to join with me right in my plan for this world right exactly you would say god doesn't love us because we are so significant we are significant because god loves us absolutely and because he chose that yes Mm. and isaiah 43
1: 7 says bring all who claim me as their god for i have made them for what my my glory. glory It was I who created them. Mm. We need to remember this. God created us. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we didn't create him in our <laughs> minds. Right. We know through faith in his word that he exists and we hopefully believe his word and believe what his word says about him and understand that we were made mm. for his glory, not yeah. for not for our own, not so that we can be somebody here on this earth or that we can be the smartest, or we can, uh, we can say the most uh, scriptures with, you know, through memory and not have to read, or we can right. uh, preach the best sermon, or right. we can have, we have the church with the most people, right. or any of those things. Mm. We were created for the glory of God. And if we could individually remember that on a daily basis, God, I have been created for your glory. What would bring you glory today
0: mm-hmm. from me, from my life? Right. Right. You know, to be significant to this self-existent God is to be significant in the most ultimate sense. Absolutely. I mean, it truly is. He has determined that we would be meaningful to him. Therefore, we are meaningful. Right. You know, but let's not ever think that we're higher than what we are. He created us. He deserves our worship. Right. We have to keep him elevated to the place that He is. And remember, we are nothing. He is everything. Absolutely. And I hope as we just kind of go through this and, and wrap this one up, that we would understand the importance of knowing our God is self-existent. Mm-hmm. He, he is not created. He has no lack. He has no need. He, he was fully self-contained altogether perfect in and of himself. And he chose out of his pleasure, out of his joy, to bring us into this world, to create us and allow us, invite us right. to join with him in what he is doing. And he that's, didn't have to. He sure didn't. And, and that's honestly one of my favorite prayers uh, in my day is to ask God, what are you doing that I can partner with you in today? Absolutely. How can I partner with your agenda today? I do the same. I'm telling you, Mm -hmm. it changes the way you live life and it opens you up to an adventure like no other. Let me just tell you that Um, because you never know. But if we'll start our prayers, not with our own laundry list, but God, you know Mm -hmm. what you're doing what can I do to be a part of it? What's your plan? What for is your today? plan? Yeah. yeah, and you let him lead, he is the self existent one, we're the dependent one. Absolutely. So, like a child with a parent, it's what are we? I can't tell you how many times I hear that question. My daughter asks me every day, What are we doing today? Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing today? Yep. Why? Because she knows I lead the day, yes. um, I get to set the <laughs> agenda for the day. Yeah, um, and so she wants and she does, she desperately wants to go along. It doesn't matter where I'm going, she wants to go with me. I remember to the store. Our daughter,
1: um, she's 22 now, but she had the cutest little saying when she was little and when she was just barely talking and she'd say, daddy, do a day. (laughs) <laughs> every single morning she woke up and said that was like the first thing out of her mouth before she even could get her eyes open. Daddy, do a day. She wanted to know what are the we days gonna do today? Plan. Yep,
0: yep. And she knew I Daddy made so those. And you know yep. what? That should be our heart. That should be what yes. we ask our father every single morning. Daddy, do a day. Exactly. <laughs> Daddy, going to do today? But we ask that question as a child does to a parent. They ask because they know who's in charge of that day. Right. And we've got to understand that we are dependent. God is the only independent self-existent one. Mm -hmm. So we ask him, what are we going to do? What do you want to do? He's the one in charge. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. And and I want to close our time together. Um, And I want to remind you before I do pray please go to onetruth-ministries.com, that's our website. We'd love for you to go there and check out the resource page, click on it. We want to encourage you to further your study. This just begins to scratch the surface. We want you to go further. And so what you're gonna find in that resource page, look at the the title, The Self-Existence of God, and I want you to go ahead, click on that, whether you're individual or you wanna grab some friends and do this as a group, maybe you're a small group um, at your local church, click on that. Look at the Bible study questions. Dive into those as a group. Look at the homework sheets. Uh, Take time to do that throughout your week. Go further in your understanding and your knowledge of who God is, that he is the self-existent God. Let me pray as we close our time together uh, this week. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you so much for the truth you have revealed to us about who you are. God, I thank you that we get to know you, that we have the privilege to know you, our creator, our father, our king, our savior. Lord, I pray that we would know our rightful place mm-hmm. and your rightful place. God, that we would know you are self-existent. You are independent of all things. We are completely dependent on you. And so, Lord, we look at you in that way. We praise you that you are, I am, Mm -hmm. that I am. God, you always have been. You always will be. All glory and honor belongs Mm -hmm. to you and you alone. In Jesus' name, Amen. amen.